0: Thank you, God, for your amazing grace. Thank you that you loved us and sought us out when we weren't seeking you. Drew us to yourself, granted us your grace to trust and receive Jesus Christ. And Lord, for those who haven't trusted Christ, I pray that today would be the day they would repent and put their trust in Jesus. And Lord, we uh, we ask for your blessing upon this time. Lord, speak through me. Uh, Let Jesus Christ be magnified, I pray in his name, amen, amen. We're going to be in Acts chapter 8, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 9 and verse 1. Acts chapter 9 and verse 1. King David experienced God's grace. In the matter of Bathsheba and Uriah, as he committed murder and he committed adultery. Abraham received grace when he went ahead of God and then lied about Sarah being his sister rather than his wife. Peter received grace after denying Jesus three times. A matter of fact, all the disciples received grace because they all forsook Jesus in the garden. And praise God, those of us who know him, we have received grace. Amen? Praise God for the sufficient grace of Jesus Christ. How can God, who is holy, show grace to sinners? There's only one answer, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who lived that perfect life we couldn't live, died the death we deserved at the cross, and rose again in mighty power. Jesus made it possible for a holy God and sinful man to be together in relationship. Uh, The mighty power of the cross. The scripture we're going to look at today is a scripture about a man named Saul of Tarsus. And how great is the grace of God uh, to save someone who is an enemy of the gospel. Saul pursued people from town to town. Uh, he was there with the men who stoned Stephen. He held their coats and he uh, approved of the murder of Stephen. Uh, he he uh, actually got letters from the high priest to arrest and bring back to Jerusalem those who named the name of Jesus Christ, uh, most believed that he was planning on trying to have them put to death for doing so. Saul was zealously pursuing the church of God. But something happened on the Damascus Road. light from heaven shined and Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He says, Who are you, Lord? And then Jesus begins to uh, tell him to go on uh, to onto Damascus and uh, to stay and wait for there to be someone who will come and pray for him uh, to receive his sight again because the light had blinded him. And he, and he tells Saul that he is going to be an instrument of God to reach people for Jesus. And he, he was a great Christian missionary, to the Gentiles. And many churches in many different areas across Europe uh, were won to faith in Christ because of Saul of Tarsus, also known as Paul the Apostle. And Jesus used him. And by the way, the gospel came to us through that group, right? You and I were changed because of the grace of that God showed to Saul of Tarsus. Saul wasn't expecting to receive grace. He wasn't looking for grace. Then once Jesus had appeared to him. Ananias was surprised. That God would show grace to Saul of Tarsus. He said I've heard about this guy. He goes around persecuting your people God. Uh, I, I'm afraid. I don't want to go talk to this man. And He said go. He will be my chosen instrument. To bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Then the church was surprised. The church at Damascus was amazed. They heard this one who was going to persecute. Preaching the gospel. The church at Jerusalem later on is afraid to have him come to church. He has to rely on Barnabas to be uh, an advocate for him. To get him into the church at Jerusalem. Everybody was surprised by the salvation Of Saul of Tarsus but praise God that's the kind of God we serve there's no one too far gone there's no one whose sin is too great that Jesus Christ can't redeem them and what uh, uh, an awesome powerful work Jesus did at the cross to save such a man as Saul of Tarsus he never got over that Saul if you read his letters uh, you will see uh, he, will go, he will start getting excited every time he talks about the grace of God. Uh, in one place he says, look, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm an apostle, but I'm the least of the apostles. I, I was abnormally born. Uh, I am the least, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. The title of my message today is Surprised by Grace. And uh, look with me at verse 1. We're going to read this passage together. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and he requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground and threw And though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. He was unable to see for three days, and he did not eat or drink. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, Here I am, Lord, he replied. Get up and go to the street called Straight, the Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul since he is praying there. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and placing his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard from many people about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and he has authority here from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument. To take my name to the Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Ananias went and entered the house. He placed his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road you were traveling, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. After taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul was with the disciples in Damascus for some time. Immediately he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. He is the Son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, Is it this man, uh, the man in Jerusalem who was causing havoc for those who called on this name, and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had passed, the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul learned of their plot, so they were watching the gates day and night, intending to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the wall." Surprised by grace. What surprises us? Well, through Christ, God makes us his blessed children. His blessed children. Or his blessed children. Look at verse 11. Get up and go to the street called Straight, the Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man named Tarsus, uh, from Tarsus named Saul, since he is praying there. Uh this, I find this amazing. Here you have this man. He's just finished persecuting a bunch of Christians. But now he's praying and God says, go. He's praying. Go talk to him. You see, something has happened. God has converted Saul of Tarsus. He has gone from being an enemy to being a son. Did you know that the Bible says that before we come to know Christ, we're enemies? of the gospel of Christ. You may not feel like an enemy. You may not be plotting against Christ. But the scripture says that our hearts are against the things of God until we come to relationship with Jesus Christ. All of us are enemies. But praise God, we are brought near by the blood of Jesus. Um, God made Saul of Tarsus a child of God. And what a blessing! He's calling out upon God. You know, uh, my little grandkids are here this weekend, and they're not going to be at church today because she's going with her grandmother to church today. But uh, uh, what a blessing! We they've been saying uh, words, and uh, you know, we get the messages about them saying words, and we've gotten to hear them say some of those words as they've been here. Uh, how precious are the first words of a little child? How precious are the first words of Saul of Tarsus to the Lord Jesus as he calls upon his name in prayer, now a son of the living God through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice at the cross. God makes us his blessed children. Don't we delight to bless our children? Don't we uh, want to give them the best that we can give them? Did you know that's what God wants to give to you if you know Jesus Christ today? You're his blessed child. You're his privileged child. And he loves you. And he looks and he sees you praying. And he is moved. One of the amazing things to me about God is he is even moved sometimes by the prayers of the unrepentant. He is moved by the prayers of those who have no intention of following him. And He often will answer prayers even for those who are not His. Just look at the book of Judges and you'll see evidence of that. Um, but, but how amazing when we come to Christ and we repent and trust in Jesus, God begins to answer our prayer and begins to treat us as though we are His. Because we are. So we become His blessed children and we have the blessings of heaven because our great God delights to give us what he knows is best for us, but also uh, his blessing. So surprised by grace, what surprises us? We, through Christ, God makes us his blessed children. Uh, secondly, God makes us his chosen vessels. No one would have chosen Saul of Tarsus for a pastor. Here was a persecutor of the church. Here was somebody who had murdered the first Christian martyr. Nobody's picking him. No pulpit committee's going to talk to him. Later on, he spends time in prison. You know, uh, I mean, no pulpit. But he says, This is my chosen vessel. Sometimes I'm amazed that God would choose somebody like me to preach the Word of God. (laughs) I'm sure not worthy of it, but praise God, He uses unworthy vessels. (laughs) Uh, God makes us His chosen vessel. Did you know if you're a child of God, you have a purpose that God has given you? You are His chosen vessel, and whatever gifts He's given you, whether they're serving gifts, whether they're speaking gifts, uh, whether it's to give encouragement, whatever the case may be, uh, God desires to use you as his chosen vessel. That's amazing that the God of heaven would want me on his team, would want me uh, to serve him. This is a, a, a true amazing grace that God has given us. Uh, how did God use Saul? He used him in a great way. Uh, He used him to speak uh, to all kinds of rulers, as our text tells us that was going to happen, to rulers, to to the Gentiles. He is the apostle to the Gentiles. How many Gentile people were won by the Apostle Paul? Well, I guess we'll find out when we get to heaven, won't we? But it was many, 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 many people. He also reached out to the Jews. At one place he said, I wish that I could be accursed for my people, the Jews, and uh, he he, he, wanted, he said, I'll go to hell if they can go to heaven. That's, that's how, much he, how passionate he was about the Jewish people. God used him to reach some of the Jews. He was persecuted in a great way by the Jewish people. But some of them he reached. God used him as his chosen vessel. God will use us if we'll be available and willing to serve. So, surprised by God's grace, what surprises us through Christ? God makes us his blessed children, his chosen vessels, his treasured possession. I love this. Look at verse 15 again. Go, for this man is my chosen instrument. That little word, my. I was thinking about this that this week as I was studying this text. My mind was drawn to that passage in Isaiah uh, where God says uh, uh, fear not he says for I have called you by name you are mine (laughs) you are mine Jesus says my sheep hear my voice and respond to me Uh, Jesus said no one can pluck them out of my hand. Did you know you're in the hands of Jesus if you know Jesus Christ today? You are His. You belong to Him. You have been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus Christ. This enemy of God is now God's treasured possession. Sometimes I'll hear uh, adoptive parents talking about adopting children, right? And they say, you know, I love my adopted kids just as much as I love my regular kids, right? Um, and, and what a blessing that is. Uh, they belong to me. Praise God. God considers us His. And He, is our, he calls Himself Father. He calls us His children. Um, so His chosen children, Vessels, his treasured possession, his adopted family. Surprised by grace. What surprises us? Through Christ, God makes us his adopted family. Uh, Ananias in verse 17 uh, goes and enters the house. He places his hands on him and says, I like this, Brother Saul. (laughs) Isn't that great? Brother Saul. Now, that's not just church language. That is truth. Saul is now his brother. Um, in the family of God. Did you know if you're adopted into the family of God, you got a bunch of brothers and sisters? And that is an eternal relationship. Uh, First Peter talks about that. It says, we've been born not of perishable seed, but of... The, the, the seed that is enduring. Uh, we have these relationships that last forever. Um, many, in many parts of the world, if you trust in Jesus Christ, your family disowns you. Uh, but there is a new family. There is the people of God, uh, and, and they become a family. Brother Saul. This same Ananias, he's gone in obedience, and he's ministering to Saul, and he's praying for him to receive his sight. Uh, and he's giving him a message, but he calls him brother Saul. And forever, the relationship between Saul and the church will be different because of the work of Jesus in his life. So, surprised by grace, what surprises us through Christ? God makes us His blessed children, His chosen vessels, His treasure possession, His adopted family, His empowered advocates. Look at verse twenty-two. Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. How ironic is that? Uh, God enables us, though we were his enemies, he enables us to be advocates for Christ. Um, Saul grew stronger and kept confounding. I, this is an ongoing thing. He's continuing to grow stronger. He's continuing to confound the Jews. God is blessing him with growth and, uh, and with power to, to be an advocate for Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, I need that power. When I go out uh, and talk to people about Jesus Christ and others of you who have gone out uh, with me, Uh, It is a spiritual warfare, and there is a a power that you need uh, to do that. Uh, But praise God, the power is there. Isn't it amazing that God would use us to be his advocates? Now, he doesn't need us to be his advocates because he's self-sufficient. But praise God, he allows us to be his advocates and to tell others about how great he is, how good he is. Um. Peter says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, so that you may show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, those words used to apply to Israel and still do, uh, but Peter applies them to the church. He says, we are a chosen nation. We are. Are those who are to declare how God has brought us out of darkness into His marvelous light? You see, this is what God does for us through the cross of Christ, enables us to be His advocates. I remember I was so excited when I when I first became a Christian. I, I was ready to charge hell with a water pistol, and uh, we back in those days they had track racks. You remember those in churches? And, uh, you could, you get the, you could get tracks out of, man, they had those, do you know where you're going to spend eternity tracks, you know? And I just grabbed a fistful of those things as I went out the door and I was, I was going to tell everybody I knew, uh, about Jesus Christ. And, and I remember I was in fifth grade. I went to every desk in my class and I put a tract on it. Man, people looked at me like I was from Mars and, uh, a few actually looked at it, uh, but, uh, but I was just so excited. I wanted to be an advocate for Jesus Christ. After what he had done for me, I wanted to let other people know about him. Saul of Tarsus, who had persecuted the church, is now an advocate for Jesus Christ. And uh, what an amazing grace that is that God would allow us to do such a thing. Uh, to serve Him and to be His people. Surprised by grace, what surprises us? Through Christ, God makes us His blessed children, His chosen vessels, His treasured possession, His adopted family, His empowered advocates. It's all through Christ. Did you know not one good thing that comes to us is because we deserve it? Did you know that? The Bible says, by grace you're saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. But you know what? It doesn't stop there, because the Bible says that when we serve God, how do we serve God? It's because He gives us the grace to do that, right? Why does He call it grace? Because He's given us the power to do it, but it's because we don't deserve for Him to give us the power to do it, right? Right? So it's an act of God's grace that he would empower us to serve him. Every blessing that I have in Christ I would not have had were not my blessed Savior to go to Calvary's cross to pay the price for my sin. Were he not to live the life that merited God's favor on my behalf, I would be forever lost. But praise God because he did. The Bible says if any man, uh, uh, if any man, uh, that we are justified in Christ, and uh, if we put our trust in Jesus, that we have the very gates of heaven open to us as we can come to God in prayer. Uh, God does that. He justifies us, He acquits us, He clothes us with the righteousness of Christ, as Zechariah 3 uh, talks about. And uh, what an amazing thing that God does for sinners. But it's all because of Jesus. Listen, I'm going to tell you, nothing in my hands I bring, only to the cross I cling. You say, well, why does God give us rewards for what we do while we're here? And uh, it's because God's good. So he chooses to reward us for the things we do for him. But what are we going to do when we get to heaven? There's going to be... No question about who deserves and who merits the glory. We're going to take every crown we receive and cast them at the feet of Jesus. Because he alone is worthy. It surprises me that Jesus saved somebody like me. It ought to surprise you that Jesus saved somebody like you, if you know him. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, it ought to be encouraging news to you. Because whatever your past, whatever your history, the blood of Jesus is greater. The power of the cross is greater. He'll forgive you. He'll change your life. He'll adopt you into his family if you will repent and put your trust in him. And this is what he's calling you to do today. We're going to give you an opportunity here in just a moment. And uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you here at the front. Or if you want to come and pray in your own words here at the altar, Something along these lines, Lord Jesus, I know I've sinned. I can't save myself. But today, I ask you to forgive me of my sin and to give me your grace. I choose to turn from my sin in my own way to follow you, and I receive and I trust uh, the grace that you have given to me. I trust your promise. That's your heart this morning. I'm going to ask you here in a few moments. To come and uh, set that, get that straight with Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you know Jesus Christ. Um, thank him every day. For the grace that he gives you. Every single day. Where sin abounded there did grace much more abound. His mercies are new every morning. Is that not amazing? The grace of God. The mercy of God never run out. You ought to thank him every day. And you ought to tell Somebody about the great work that God has done for you. Maybe you need to come to this altar and say, Lord Lord Jesus, I've not been telling people about Jesus, and I need to start doing it. Uh, And I trust you to give me the grace to do so. Uh, You can come here in just a moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you would move in our hearts and help us respond to you in the ways you desire us to respond this morning. Uh, Perhaps there's somebody here today who doesn't know Jesus, I pray, or perhaps there's somebody watching online that doesn't know Jesus, I pray that today would be the day that they would choose to to turn from their sin in their own way to follow Christ and receive the gift of eternal life. Uh, Let not another day go by, Lord, without them knowing Jesus. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that needs to say, Lord, I need to be sharing Jesus with other people. Uh, Lord, let them make that choice today. Perhaps there's somebody here who needs to join with the membership of this church and to get that process started today. Uh, Perhaps there's somebody who needs to follow the Lord in Believer's Baptism. Lord, help people respond today in the specific ways you desire them to respond. All of the glory of your name. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.